0: Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball for Thursday, May 27, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft. Happy early birthday. Kyle Soppe, producers and researchers, and I am merely Eric Carabell. Fantasy Focus Baseball is presented by LinkedIn Jobs on today's final episode of May. Uh, who are we kidding? Everyone's hurt, and we'll just chronicle all the injuries. That's all this show is about now, <laughs> and, and, and a little bit of Tristan singing, and we answer some hash browns. It's almost like you just have to get lucky. To not have players who are hurt. Now, if you if you rostered Corey Kluber, you should have known. But like, if you rostered Marcel Ozuna, there was no expectation he would get hurt. He dislocated two fingers on the same hand on one play. Like, that's just bad luck, fluky play. So, like, there are certain players who get hurt. Like when Mondesi gets hurt again, okay, that's your fault. But when a guy who's durable gets hurt, you know, like Trout's, I guess, in the middle. But it's just it's frustrating. Uh, the Yankees. We mentioned Kluber, and we'll get to Luke Voigt. Kluber's out two months. You can't keep him around on ESPN Standard League. He was pitching well this season, and but this is what I, sh- I feared. I feared that, that he would get hurt, and he didn't even make it to Memorial Day. Kluber's, Kluber's not coming back until August.
1: Oh, it's two months already locked in. Aaron Boone already gave the hint to that. It's four weeks of not throwing at all, and then it's going to take a four-week uh, ramp-up process like a new spring training for him. It's two months, and you're right. It's, it's another injury to a guy who's had a history of these. And it's so significant, this injury, which by the way, the initial reports on the shoulder were not that it was going to be to this level. That's a pretty extreme uh, absence for this. That's how big this is.
0: It's 10 starts. He's 35 years old. We may not see him again if it's a shoulder. I mean, I,
1: I think we will see him again, but the concern has to be with a shoulder issue with his history at his age and the lack of velocity. Does he never even give us a stretch like he has the past three weeks again?
0: So is, Dave, that, and is, is that done? I, you would drop him for Davy Garcia, right? And Garcia he should come. To. Garcia will pitch in Detroit this weekend. Garcia is a little guy for a baseball player, mm-hmm. um, like five nine, one fifty, something like that. I, I don't know if he's he certainly doesn't have a starter's build, but you've seen him pitch. Yeah. Used to be a walker. What are your yeah. thoughts on him? Would you add him? Because people are adding like Alec Manoa, who's supposed to start today for Toronto. They're still rostering Mackenzie Gore. Uh, they're waiting on Sixto Sanchez, who I also had to drop yesterday. I didn't have enough space. You know, what do you think of Garcia?
1: I think he's a good player that makes a lot out of the limits he has in his skill set. He's got several good pitches. I would consider each of them above average. The fact that he's got variety works well for him, and he does, you know, exceed the the limits of his size. But I also don't think it's elite stuff. I don't think this is the kind of guy who has saw young votes in his future. I think that that you're looking at a top 50 candidate, probably not top 20, 25 at any point. I mean, maybe his best years are up there. But I think for now, he's he's kind of your locked in, consistent top 50 guy. He'll probably give you similar numbers of the on the, the high end to what Kluber has over the past three, four weeks. Is Luke Voigt brittle? I'm not sure I'm ready to go there just based on one year, but... This is repeat injury. It's it's not only a repeat injury. This one is another Yankee injury that seemingly came out of nowhere. Watching this team closely, I had no inkling that he was hurt until it was mentioned. He will be going on the I.L. today. That that concerns me. What's the what's
0: the worst injury you've ever had while taking off your shirt? Me? You Gosh, ever- you ever like my worst fall was, into a wall while you were taking off your shirt, or like punch punch out an eye or something? I,
1: I actually knocked over my warmed up lunch and lost it and had to make a new plate, so that was a pretty bad uh, one. That,
0: if it was like chicken parm, then that's a that's a major infraction.
1: Yeah, like I mean, I remember it was it was either that or it might have been a burrito, and and you really hate to lose those. Oh, that's,
0: absolutely, or half yeah. in my you know in my you know guess. And
1: we're not joking. I mean, like it really it really sucked, you know. <laughs>
0: Well, Zach Plecax on the injury list because he hurt his he broke his thumb taking off his shirt. I'm not even sure how you would do that. It seems like an odd injury to me. That goes up there in like the like the Glen Allen Hill Hall of Fame or something, right?
1: Oh gosh, that one, yeah. The spider crashing into a glass a, table with glass the spiders table because he was afraid because he had a nightmare over spiders. Yeah. It's hard to do. Or like uh, who was the guy, the former like Hall
0: uh, no, um, rookie of the year winner for the Twins who who was like sun tanning and went on the injury list um uh, you know who i'm talking um, about right-handed outfielder
1: it was marty cordova yeah it was
0: marty cordova yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway uh, zach please like nice job zach oh, how about
1: was was ricky bonus the one who who injured his thumb using the tv remote <laughs> Something in the 90s injured himself he was sitting in his easy chair and clicking on the remote and like strained a, a ligament in his hand well, who among us hasn't done that um anyway i think i just did that now
0: (laughs) (laughs) zach please zach thank you zach i really we needed something more from you and we got nothing well Mm -hmm. i mean he'll be back at some point so that's a good it's it's a little bit of an
1: absence it's not a 10-day minimum no this is like two months he doesn't need surgery as
0: of yet um
1: who makes makes him in a tough spot by the way that cleveland's rotation is now hurting they got a lot of games. Over Every
0: rotation is hurting, Tristan, except Houston's.
1: It's like they don't have enough arms to fill the game. Tristan over the McKenzie
0: came, went back to the minors and came back and pitched well. But yeah. be careful there. I, I don't think he can help you this much this season. Um, who makes more starts the rest of the season? Corey Kluber or Noah Syndergaard?
1: The rest of the season, I would say Kluber does.
0: So, I'm so I'm writing Syndergaard off. I am off for too. That. I don't remember. I don't know what he did, but he was on a rehab assignment and he got elbow inflammation, and now he's, you know, who yeah. knows when he it's, pitches again.
1: It's no tear. That's good, but nothing else about this is good news. All of it leans to bed. I don't think he throws for another month.
0: There is good news. Cody Bellinger is coming back this weekend.
1: How excited are you, Tristan? I'm very. I love Cody Bellinger. You know that just from a, the, the pure baseball fandom. I I love Cody Bellinger. I'm excited to see him back. He's not your cousin.
0: You're not related to him, right? Because we ha- <laughs> we have that thing on this show where you know somebody's related to somebody. Well, right, uh,
1: but remember Clay Bellinger from my favorite, you know, late '90s Yankees. So there you go. There's the Bellinger the tie. Yeah. Um,
0: Bellinger or the rest of the year.
1: Great question. I hmm, I think I'd have to go Yelich at this point. I'll go. I'll go ballpark there. I mean, That's- don't we expect Bellinger to hit like two sixty with his power? Yeah, and, and I, I just think the ballpark provides a little more attractive power bump for Jelic than it does for I, I, That's That could be very close, but you're right. 260, I can't see, I can't make a, a viable case for you that he hits much better than that 260 number.
0: Top of the player radar right now, for Fernando Tatis, because of the steals over Vladimir Guerrero, and then Shohei Otani is number three. Uh, some interesting stuff here. I mean, Vlad's going to win the American League MVP award. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been exceptional. He's unbelievable. Uh,
1: he's made the Yelich esque uh, changes to his game, getting a little bit more elevation, and it's paid huge dividends. That's something we've been talking about for a couple of years now. It, it very much tracks. I mean, he could win the Triple Crown. Yep.
0: This is a monstrous I, season from Vlad.
1: I, top 10. He's in my top 10 right now. And I don't blame you for that. I, 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 you a month ago you did, but now you don't. We There's need no to know more. You didn't rank him there. I didn't rank him there. No one should have ranked him there. He hadn't made the changes yet. He has made the changes. The spring training stuff, the fact that he entered with the better physique, these things all point in that direction. But if you jumped ahead after two years of disappointment, even you weren't going there. I did have him as my MVP
0: in one of these polls. I think it was the, the
1: Mark Simon yeah. one. Um, and I wrote him up with, with a lot. I went back and looked. I, went, I wrote him up with so, a lot of positive things during spring training too. The one part that's interesting to me about Guerrero, love to see what your take on this is, the ballpark situation. He's going to hit what? in Buffalo. He's going to hit everywhere. What if Buffalo's really hitting friendly? I mean, that could make him a. It it really could make him a megastar if but if Buffalo plays in that ballpark like it did last year, and we're I mean they might play that. Portion How much of the more year of, of a megastar time? is he
0: going to get? He's winning the triple crown. He's number two fantasy option. He'd be number one in, other than stolen bases. I mean, it's unbelievable what he's doing.
1: Yeah, but there's some people who are probably listening to you saying he could be a triple crown winner here and saying, Wow, aren't you exaggerating a little bit? I'm I don't, not so I don't sure. Think
0: we're exaggerating. I mean, Tatis, the only concern, obviously, is the shoulder and health. <laughs> um but he he's putting up, you know, 30-30 numbers. In points leagues, Otani is number one because of the pitching, and Vlad is two, Acuna is three. Um, you know, Otani, by the way, has played in like 48 of the Angels' 49 games. That kind of scares me a little. Let me make sure I get it right. I'm wondering why we don't rank him in the top 10. All right. Please sing the combo meal song, if you
1: will. Combo meal. Dee, de, 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 de. Combo. Combo. De, 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 de. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steel.
0: Combo meals. Teoscar Hernandez and Brad Miller. Neither of whom we should be discussing have had them this week, and that's about it. Uh,
1: okay. Come <laughs> you, on! <laughs> well, what do you
0: want to say about Tasker Hernandez? I mean, I think he's it's a he be- has a better shot of doing what we expected than Gurriel. gurriel has got yeah. three walks and thirty five strikeouts. I think you're overrating his upside. By the way, for the combo meals, these players were making moves earlier this week and making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com/slash/sports. Got that in there and we can keep our show. Let's talk some more stuff here. Uh, closer Carousel, you want to sing that, please?
1: It's the Closer Carousel. That's That might be my favorite. Well, there's only two. So, you know, you don't have to do much ranking here.
0: (laughs) Only two songs.
1: I enjoy the closer carousel, too. By the way,
0: for those asking, and I don't even know anymore if you are because I can't see. But the point, uh, we want Tristan to sing more. So even if we ever get Kyle back into the studio in Britain, lovely bucolic Bristol, Connecticut, we're not going to use drops. We're going to use Tristan singing drops. (laughs) Like little cough drops. Tristan drops. They're better because they're oh. different every time, right? I mean, like, you never know. Your, your voice will crack. The every... phone will ring. It's always fun, you know? Um, <laughs> Adoles Garcia putting up Nelson Cruz with steals numbers. That's crazy what Adoles Garcia is doing. And they can't get him out. yeah
1: Mercedes. They're legit.
0: Well, I mean, we didn't even rank them. Like, who knew? I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, Vlad MVP. Jermyn Mercedes was not even supposed to be on the team. And Adoles Garcia, like, who could have seen that coming? You know, we have this thing on the show where we talk about, like, older first basemen who percolated in the minors for a long time, and then suddenly they, they do something, Christian Walker types, and maybe this guy Vossler of the Giants all of a sudden getting his chance. But Adalos Garcia, what he's doing is just ridiculous. Uh, Seattle situation, Kendall Graveman has COVID, apparently. He's at least on the list. So Keenan Middleton got a save, and then Rafael Montero got another save. He's pitching terribly this season. But Seattle apparently doesn't care. I think they're going to give him plenty of saves because they want Graveman pitching in high leverage in the seventh and
1: eighth. I think there's uh uh, if this goes south, they're not a contender. I think that that is a piece that they could ship. By the way, new name
0: for everybody. Demarcus Evans in Texas, who I wrote about in my prospect blog every Thursday. I did it today. Ian Kennedy's like our age. He's getting traded at some point. In fact, he's older. He's like 10 years older than Tristan is. So, um, at uh, least, at DeMarcus least 10 Evans. Years he's actually, when I looked him up, he's not a guy throwing a 99 100. Fastball is like mid 90s, but the curveball is, you know, like he, he's a guy, the strikeout numbers in the minors for this guy are good. We never talk about minor league relief, relief pitchers in prospect because there aren't any. It's like one out of 200. And you don't, and the guys leading the league in saves in AAA are like Blake Parker and and uh, types like that, Luis Garcia, the old Phillies guy, and who is this old uh, guy on the A's? Like he's getting saves. But uh, um, Ryan Buckter. Ryan Buckter's getting saves. So like these guys, you don't want these guys, but like this guy's a legit relief prospect, is what I'm trying to say. Are we prepared to say that Hansel Robles will lead the Twins and saves the rest of the season because they're they're going to pull a, a 2019 Washington Nationals and win that division?
1: I like it. I, I still like that team. I can't believe they're performed at this point. Uh, yeah, I think we can say Robles has a path to having that job the entire entirety of the remainder of the year. The only hesitation in my rankings comes down to it's Baldelli. He is a matchup minded manager. I think there will be a little give take here, kind of like the Seattle situation.
0: A lot of alliteration there, huh? I can't even say the word. And you're alliterating. Um, any other closers? So JP Fireisen, uh got another save chance. He blew it, but on a lucky home run that Benettini just made contact and hit it over the opposite field wall. But um, ultimately, I think Eisen is going to get double-digit saves the rest of the season. I do. Really? I do. Hmm. I do. And I,
1: I think like it's him. obvious. I like him. You know, he's. Do you he's, think? Do you think he is? A better pitcher, however, or significantly better pitcher than Diego Castillo or Pete Fairbanks is.
0: I actually think he's a better pitcher. I don't want to say significant. I okay. mean they all have issues. They all they're all walkers. Mm-hmm. And Fairbanks is a reverse split guy. I didn't even mm-hmm. notice that until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castillo has trouble staying healthy. But I mean, I think Fire Eisen's gonna split it with Castillo now. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, I might I see the path you're giving to what was it? 11 saves. You said for him double. digits. I know you yeah. had double, di- double digits. I think that is going to be a committee situation, but he is. I'd agree. He's almost an equally attractive arm to certainly to Fairbanks. Can you make the case comparable to Castillo? I'd probably still go Castillo, but I see your point. It, more shock me.
0: Looking at the schedule for this long holiday weekend, and uh, and by the way, people, we shouldn't have to say this, but for Happy Memorial Day, please honor and mourn those in the military that fought so bravely, lost their lives for this great country. Be safe in those cookouts, please. Be safe with Alex Manoa or Alec Manoa. His name is. He's making his debut for Toronto today at Yankee Stadium. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I rarely activate a rookie for his big league debut. And I certainly wouldn't do it at Yankee Stadium, even with a lineup missing, you know, Voight and Stanton and big pieces. But, you know, Mm -hmm. would you what do you do? What do you do with rookie pitchers when they come up to majors?
1: Yeah. So the data says they don't pitch that deep into games innings wise. They're not that pitch efficient, but they do, especially the hard throwers put up one of their best outings among their first even 25 career starts in game number one because the opponent often doesn't have a detailed scouting report the concern I have in Manoa's case is it's not a good matchup it's one of the toughest places to ask it it's in a hitting friendly ballpark in New York and you know the New York spotlight I mean we we shouldn't understate this he could have those rookie jitters so it's a wide range of outcomes for me I lean towards a yes but I see your point it's it's risky it's very risky
0: Otani Day in Oakland against Chris Bassett, who was excellent his last time out. I yeah. know Otani's a must-watch every night now. He's one of the most is he the most pop, popular player in baseball to watch on a daily basis. He and Vlad. I mean, who else is more fun to watch every day? Yeah,
2: than probably. these two Guys,
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Trout out, of course. Um, ESPN Plus has, uh, oh, Baltimore, Chicago That should be fun Dylan Cease on the mound against Baltimore mm-hmm. You would assume he would bounce back here and do it mm-hmm. Steven Strasburg's at home against Cincinnati What do you expect out of Strasburg rest of the season? I mean, after his last outing, I would call him a sell-high
1: guy You want to trade him away for whatever he can, can't you? Yeah, I'd agree with that. And especially if he strings together a couple of good starts, which I think he might well do, has looked reasonably healthy since the return. I would. I'd cash in. I'm just too worried that, first of all, he doesn't stay healthy and void the injured list the rest of the year. And second, there might be a little bit of a up and down based on how the velocity plays out. I mean, I raised it to you. His velocity was down a little bit over the past two years.
0: Kyle Gibson was supposed to start for Texas, but then he got hurt. We didn't even know, uh, right? I mean, that's essentially what's happened. We yeah. don't even know when these guys are hurt half the time because the yep. teams don't want to, like the ridiculous Philly situation lying about How- Bryce Harper. It's like, wouldn't
1: even? I didn't even know Gibson was hurt. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Uh, it's in, impacting us in fantasy in that, I've had more uh, instances of starting a player I thought was healthy, found out after the lineup lock that the player wasn't and got zero from that spot. I feel like that's happening a little bit more. I'm sure you probably have had that too.
0: I'm having a hard time with fantasy baseball this season in my leagues because of all the other factors, the injuries and and, and teams just like and, and the COVID obviously I mean with Graveman at least we kind of knew that Monday morning so we could have gotten him out of our lineups but he could have easily pitched Monday night and gotten saves all week it's like it's really hard this season more than ever to get your your lineups right in fantasy and I know everybody's having to deal with the same thing but it's it's ruining some of the fun for me as well I gotta admit and I don't even know how we're, I don't know how we're gonna fill our simulation teams next season because this and Davy knows this it's ridiculous like with yeah, I mean, you know, I have Luis Garcia of Houston in our league, our 30-team league, and he's going to get a poor starter rating because he goes only five innings every outing. But they're good outings. So, like, I want to invest in Luis Garcia in fantasy, but watching him pitch last night, it's like he made it six innings because he was dominant. But it, it, it's it's hard. And then they they could just bump him to the bullpen because of innings. Christian Javier just got bumped to the bullpen for Jake Rizzi of all people. Uh, Friday. Oh, this is fun. Anthony DiScofani and Walker Bueller. I think DiScofani got lit in his last outing. Uh, I don't know in a daily if I'd use him at the Dodgers. All right, let's check out the schedule for Saturday now and see what's interesting. ESPN plus has Mike Fultonevich of Texas at Justin Dunn of Seattle. Is Fultonevich interesting to you? I had a shot to trade for him a few weeks ago and I said, no.
1: I lean towards no as well. I mean, it is a good matchup though. That's maybe one opportunity where I would use him. I mean, Seattle tends to be a good, a favorable one there. How about Ross Stripling?
0: His last outing, he was, uh, there was an opener and then he went seven excellent innings. Ah, so he doesn't get yeah. the quality start, but he pitched well for seven innings. And now he's facing Cleveland's, you know, yucky offense. So what do you think yep. of Stripling here?
1: I'll, you know what? I'll play him based on this being an extremely favorable matchup. And it's in Cleveland, which is a better ballpark situation, I think, than if he was pitching at home in Dunedin. Um, yeah, that was one of the best follower outings I think I've ever seen from from uh, Stripling on, on Monday, I think it was. So, yeah. Yeah, why not?
0: Since that uh, that combined no-hitter with Babe Ruth getting thrown out on, like, the first play yes. of the game, like, in 1920-something. Yeah. Who, who was the other pitcher? I don't remember. I, he
1: walked uh, –
0: Oh, he walked a the guy, then he got ejected, and then somebody came in and threw nine. Rixie, Rick, was it? And it wasn't that, but Rixie. I don't no, think he was on was Boston. No, I'm but, trying to remember who um, it was. But we'll figure it out. Tommy I'll find it. <laughs> uh, No hitters oh, involving er- Babe Ruth. Yeah. Ernie Shore, er- right. Uh, you were watching that game, right, in 1921 yeah, or whatever? Yeah. yeah, it was
1: 25. You're always twenty five. Um, oh, you know, right. By the way, by the way, since I gotta cut it out, you this one uh, is Dave Schoenfield twenty five.
0: No, he's like fifty.
1: Yeah, because we're twenty five. Because it's his birthday. Wait, it's his his birthday. We gotta, yeah, apparently I'm checking my. I, I put in the forecaster thing and noticed on the little Facebook reminder It's Dave Schoenfield's birthday today.
0: I don't go on Facebook anymore.
1: <laughs> um, happy birthday, Davy! Happy birthday! So birthday. you and Dave, you're like happy. two days away. That's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah I didn't know fellow Gemini I'm not gonna sing um Luis Castillo I'm not singing I got him everywhere he's killing my teams I like I my important teams are all I shouldn't say this as a fantasy analyst of the show but like they're all doing poorly because of guys like Castillo and Corbin and Kyle Hendricks and Zach Davies I mean I didn't build my rotations around these guys but I can't dump them what do you do with Castillo this weekend
1: Cubs, yeah. I mean, I lean towards a no until he gets this. You know, or would you drop him? No, you can't drop him. No. The other number, the peripheral
0: numbers surrounding Castillo all look good. He's throwing hard. He's doing exactly what he wants. His BABIP is high because he's been unlucky. This is the unluckiest pitcher in baseball, Luis Castillo.
1: You have to stick with him. Mm, you don't the believe? Velocity, that. Well, the. There was somebody else who came to mind as the most unlucky and I don't, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Oh gosh, why am I blanking on that guy? His velocity is down a mile per hour and the command has been a little shaky on the pitch and it's been variable. He, I think it's just a mechanical tweak. I think it's going to be one of these overnight things where over the next three to five starts, he figures something out with a pitching coach and then he takes off. That's why I'm still on board as a, as a low.
0: Sunday night baseball on ESPN Atlanta at New York. I don't know who's going to be hitting for these teams, but the pitchers will be Charlie Morton and Jacob Degrom, and that that enough is to watch. Morton's been great the past couple yeah. outings. DeGrom, yeah. Degrom is always great, of course. Only difference in, between him and Garrett Cole or the the home runs and the durability, essentially. Um, but uh, again, Atlanta's outfield, New York's entire lineup. Now Dom's hurt. It's yeah. it's a mess. It, yeah. It's it basically it's these are these are all mass units. The Healthiest teams are going to be in the playoffs, I think. You know, mm-hmm. like
1: the NL East is open now. Yeah. Atlanta doesn't have the pitching or was oh. doing it for a while. Wasn't it, it was all five teams entering yesterday's play were three games apart in the standings and none of them, none of them were Not on track to be 95 right. win teams. Oh, 85. I mean, Atlanta should be better
0: than that. And the Mets will get healthy eventually. Yeah. But I mean, what a mess going around baseball right now. What else is interesting to me on Sunday? Kevin Gosman and Clayton Kershaw. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. The Giants are going to stick around, I think. I mean, they're an old team. They're, I think they're the oldest team in baseball. But the good bullpen, good defense. I wonder what that's like. Gosman and and basically all, all their starting pitchers on their last year of their contracts too. So like if they fell out of the race, you know Gosman could be a Yankee. But they're not going to fall out of the race. I think they're going to stick around, despite their manager. I or can Irvin, see that. I don't think so.
1: They've been a little variable on the hitting side. They've had they've had some amazing offensive games where it's all clicked, and others where it was just a disaster. But the fact that they've had as many as they they've had, I am encouraged. I'm with you on that.
0: You know what, I'm out on Blake Snow. I know you're gonna say that's crazy. Why am I no, talking more Castillo? Not crazy. not crazy. I'm tired of this. It doesn't go deep into games. It's it's just there's nothing like it's a strikeout guy, but I'm out. I, I don't have shares anywhere at Blake Snow. And I'm glad
1: I don't. Mm, I don't blame you. He's one of the least pitch efficient starting pitchers in baseball.
0: Monday, by the way, there'll be no show, but Monday's Memorial Day. Celebrate properly. A triple header on ESPN. First game's at one, so get those weekly lineups in. They don't change because of the holiday. Minnesota-Baltimore, Jose Barrios on the mound uh, for the Twins. Then Boston and Houston. That should be fun. Garrett Richards and Luis Garcia, the aforementioned Luis Garcia.
1: Note that that could be Jose Urquidy. It's currently Garcia. It could be Urquidy's return.
0: Make sure you get Luis Garcia's correct. There's the one on Houston. There's the middle infielder who can't hit for Washington, the prospect. There's a Phillies prospect at shortstop. There's the closer for like Scranton or something. Um, uh, or I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I think now. he is
1: with Scranton. He was, I was, think he's your He was, your with, te- the, he was yes. with the Yankees in spring training. Yeah.
0: I think he's their closer. And Garrett Richards has actually pitched well. Yeah. And then the nighttime game. Oh, this is fun. Will Crow of Pittsburgh. Yeah. The return in that trade for Josh Bell against Mike Minor, who's a strikeout guy, and he should strike out lots of pirates. So how about that? Yeah, definitely uh, like the Mike Minor matchup. What do you make of James Caprellian? So you would appreciate this. I had a I have Capre, I had Caprellian in a dynasty format in Sim in mm-hmm. our league. And I decided to keep Dalton Jeffries over Caprillion. I think most people would have, but younger, better prospect, better stuff. Caprillion's always hurt. He ain't hurt now. Three really good outings for Caprillion for Oakland. He's facing Logan Gilbert, who's not pitched all that well. Are you buying Caprillion? Because he's going to be on the most added list any day now. Yeah, you know,
1: it, interestingly enough, you mentioned the stuff. I actually had always thought of Caprillion having better stuff than Jeffries, but it had Yeah, like I'm remembering it more in the Yankee farm system. In these past couple of outings, he's been getting it done despite the fact he's not – like the fastball velocity has not been the same as it was during the Yankees farm days. But good pitch selection, goes a little uh, slider change as well. Very good matchup here. He's got a a great schedule to begin his career with this game at at Seattle. The only problem is the next one might be at Colorado. Oh, boy. So – Oakland's in Colorado next weekend. That's a reason not to use Caprellian next week for a two-star yeah. two guy. It's a two-star guy pitching at Seattle and very likely at Colorado on Sunday, unless they push him back. And that's, you couldn't get much more contrasting matchups. So, what do you do in that situation? Like, I, I had Caprellian for years in this league.
0: Yeah. And and then I just, I just didn't have room to keep him around. And Jeffries wasn't the la- last cut either. It was somebody else. It might have been Kingery, which I regret. But so. Somebody else is getting Caprilean's numbers. Do you try to trade for a guy like that? You had him for years. You you became fond of him. You know, mm-hmm. you knew where he was from and where he was yeah. drafted. You followed him, and then somebody else—not an enemy, but somebody else—has him. Do you try to trade for Caprellian, overpay to get
1: him back, or no? Or do you just uh, say that it's over? It it's case by case. For me, with him, it's a no, and I've been in this exact situation. So I think this is the other sim league I know you're talking about, and I had him in the the second one that we play in. I'm not aggressively trying to get him back. I I think he is a good prospect, but the injury history concerns me. So case by case, I'm saying no to this one. And by the way, with the the matchups next week, the decision, it's a no for me because his fit does not match to Coors Field. He's a fly ball pitcher. But
0: I mean, in general, Tristan, like you've
1: had a guy in fantasy for years and you're waiting.
0: It's like yeah. Buxton. It's a yeah. Byron Buxton situation. You're waiting for Buxton for years. You finally give up in 2019, and now he's maybe a top 10 player when healthy. Yeah. You try to trade for him to get him back. The other manager knows you're going to overpay. Like it's yeah. a philosophy
1: question. It's a bias yeah. question. Right? It's a good and it's a good question. I am, I am a bitter guy, and I refuse to do it. I say, you know what? I let him go, and I've got to stick by that decision. And that's just the bitterness in me that does do you it. But I against see him. Do you root against them? No, no. But I usually, there's a reason I love that guy, Byron Buxton being one of them. Completely in a little bit like that. I mean, the one for me in the Sim League was Jack Flaherty, who's still okay. If I had to let Jack, Fla- Jack Flaherty go, oh, Jamison Tyone. Jamison Tyone might be the one where I let him go in that Sim League because of the Tommy John surgery. Had to, I, it was just a numbers situation. And I have regretted it. And I have thought about trading for him. I see your point. I, I've thought it's about tough. it.
0: And the, I think that guy who has probably listens to the show, actually. So if he's listening, uh, please trade him for me to me for Kingery. <laughs> he's not going to do that. <laughs> no. But like I, so. these were all like defensible decisions that I made in the offseason. Like, who knew probably was going to do this? It's crazy. He couldn't even stay healthy. He, an, even yeah, he was a bullpen true. guy last year. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Let's get Kyle in here for a trivia and hash browns while we still have a show. Um, if Kyle can speak. If you can't, just just wave your arms and I'll read the hash browns. We're having <laughs> some connection issues today. As always, it's a day that ends we in Y. through. So that's <laughs> all right. What do we got?
2: It's all good. I mean, all the talk earlier this podcast, realistically, it's all been about Vlad. But, you know, he's... He's great, don't get me wrong, but he's not the leader in OPS since he debuted among players that are 25 or younger. I want you to name that player. Who leads all of baseball in OPS since the day Vlad Jr. debuted? He's got to be 25 or younger.
1: I think I know who it is.
2: I think I know who it is. Wow.
1: We're both going to be horribly, horribly wrong. Just watch. I hope you are. Honestly, who, gets, who gets the first pick?
0: Yeah, well, who gets the it's first
1: it's pick here? In the well, guessing and whoever gets
0: the first pick, the other guy gets the next two picks. Sure. Oh. It's a snake draft. Snake draft. Snake right. draft trivia question.
2: We're on it's to sliding. something here. All right. What have yeah, we, we're what's... changing the game. <laughs> Dylan has our first hash brown here. He wants to know if it's bad luck or bad luck and health issues causing the problems for Rendon or if it's some underlying metric that he's not seeing that he should be more worried about.
0: Yeah, it's not, not quite a season we expect from Anthony Rendon, is it? Nope. Um, and frustrating. Because when you drafted him or spent money in an auction, you're assuming this was a, a building block player. I've got Rendon in a couple of places. He's batting two twenty three with three home runs in the last weekend of May. But he's not striking out, so that's good. Um, he did have a double, I think, the other day. He doesn't look healthy to me. You mm-hmm. know, like some of these guys I think are just rushing back. Bryce Harper's going to rush back from his injured list stint. You know that. I think Rendon did the same thing. So it's going to take some time, but I would still invest. Rendon's like Luis Castillo. You just got to be patient, I think. Although Rendon's not hurting you as much.
1: Yeah, I lean towards that as well. I mean, the only number that's really encouraging to me is that his hard contact rate is comparable to where it was in the past couple of years. But it looks to me, just from the batted ball distribution, that he's just not squaring the ball up. And fastballs, he's performing horribly against fastballs. These are things I think can straighten themselves out over the 162. I, I would lean strongly towards bye. The problem is, like you said, he was in that clear tier that had Bregman and Manny Machado, and there's another name I'm totally. Oh, Raphael Devers. Is he in that group now? Probably not. Probably a little bit outside. By the slightly way, slightly behind.
0: David Fletcher still with Nary a barrel this season.
1: That's hard wow. to do. That's really hard to do. <laughs> Is that that might be why they dropped in the ninth in the lineup?
0: Well, it's 270 on base doesn't helped. But well, yes, okay. I, uh, you know, a guy I've liked over the years, versatile, gets on base, but mm-hmm. not 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 this year. No barrels, no, nary a barrel. That's I, I. I even had a barrel in my softball game last week. But <laughs> David Fletcher did not. I. Oh, you should have seen it. A, a two-run double in the top of the last inning, and we took the lead. And I was like, yes, hero. And then in the bottom half, we didn't get an out and we lost. But still, I did my job. I did my job.
1: Hey, man, there's no I in team.
2: (laughs) And then nobody even remembered the big hit I had. Anyway, next Uh, next question. But as far as the podcast knows, that's the only hit that took place the entire game. So everybody that listens to this podcast, Eric, will remember you as a hero, no matter what. I don't think that's true.
1: There goes my hero, watch him as he goes.
2: We even have a song to commemorate it now. There's no chance you're not a hero to anybody that listens to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Luke wants to know how you're adjusting batting average, how you evaluate batting average these days. Is 270 the new 300, he wants to know? Uh,
0: I guess kind of. um, I'm looking at batting average a lot differently. Well, right now I am because – in my leagues, like it just seems to change so quickly, because we all have fewer plate appearances because of these injuries. You go half a week without a half a lineup sometimes, mm-hmm. and I've got players batting on the wrong side of 200 still, and I'm thinking, well, you just have to wait. What are, What are you going to do? What are you going to do with Anthony Rendon? There's nothing you can do. So, I don't know. I, I yes, to answer the question, 200, the next 300, is 270. If you've got a guy hitting two seventy now with plate discipline, that's gold. <laughs> and and a guy like Lemayu who should be hitting for average. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, do you even know who the batting average leaders are? Mercedes, like, I'm pretty sure. Like I know Castellanos is up there, but and Mercedes is still there. Jesse Winker's doing some things. There's only like ten guys even batting like over like three
1: fifteen now. My boy, still Jared pretty- Walsh. That actually surprises me that there's seven players batting over 320 and qualified. I would not have guessed that. So there are some top shelf players. I mean, it's kind of weird to think that MLB is, it's a 236 Major League batting average right now. That's almost 10 points below last year, which was an all-time, uh, I mean, uh, was that an all-time low? That was certainly a low in our lifetimes. It's,
0: it's often unwatchable. I gotta say, Don Mattingly is right. I don't know what they do—move back the mound, or let pitchers throw with the other hand, or whatever they're gonna do here. But like, like I'm intrigued about like three back a of the three hits game. Mound. I he's actually won kn- a game the other day with two hits.
1: Yeah, I mean, of all the ones, I, I am—I'm intrigued about. It's in the what is that—the Atlantic League or the Frontier League or something like that, where they're moving the mound back just ever so slightly. I that one, I'm a little curious about. We shall see. That that would be tough. You got to move them all back I, in all those I, stadiums. I,
0: I think it's ridiculous to ban shifts, but because, you know, you figure out how to get a player, how to get a left hand hitter out. And now you're going to ban that thing because they're smarter. That's ridiculous. I, I,
1: I get the rationale for it. The problem I have is the structure of it. Like, I, I mean, if you tell everybody they have to play in a certain zone, what are you going to paint, r- paint little regions on the field? And if oh. you don't and you say the shortstop has going to play on this side of second base. Well, then the when the pitch is delivered, he's going to run over here. I, I, I don't know. I just hope it's a clean, easy system. We're, the we're up is, track with the about, batting the guys, the, the guys that are killing you in batting average, it's mm-hmm. similar
0: to me at like ERA. The mm-hmm. best way to fix a batting average is probably to dump the guys who are killing you in batting average, but the guys that are killing you in batting average might be the best guys to help save you. So like, Eugenio Suarez is not going to bat 150 all season, Tristan. He's going mm-hmm. to hit maybe 250 the rest of the year. But you also have to decide, like Jackie Bradley, have you seen this walk rate? Like, some of these guys are not going yeah. to turn it around. Yeah, like Kevin Newman doesn't barrel anything. He may not turn it around. Fletcher may not. They're, Travis Shaw is not going to turn this around.
1: But, like, how, like how many Tommy fans should be better point. than this? Yeah. I, I see Will. your point on Suarez. My concern there is he has changed his game to embrace low average. So I don't know if he's the right example, but, but you're correct in that players like that who have struggled and underperformed, I think are going to correct a little bit. So there's some, some ability to manipulate your team's batting average by acquiring players like that. I would argue that the contact oriented players have a new and more appealing value. And we were over the past decade, devalu- devaluing these players in fantasy. It might actually be worthwhile to pick up I mean, even just one, even just one picking up a guy's more contact oriented. Look at the leaderboard. Those are contact oriented players who are putting up those big batting averages.
0: Okay,
2: next. All righty. John wants a hitter and a pitcher from both of you that you think is overachieving in a big way and should be moved on from if possible.
0: Who to sell high on statistically, of course. Um, I mean, can Adoles Garcia keep, keep doing this? Uh, probably. Yeah probably not i mean he's the obvious one isn't he like pretty because we love Tatis and guerrero atani acuna these are the play rater guys turner Devers. Yeah. like there's no obvious guy who's overachieving but then again although garcia hadn't gotten a chance before mm-hmm. so i mean javier bias with this batting average that's not going to last long with that walk rate it can't and, yeah. and, and it, will he keep running like I keep watching like Baez's batting average thinking, so he's at right now, where is Baez? He's not even qualified. Ugh. That's, That's impossible.
1: Idea. No, They're he hard. is. It's,
0: it just doesn't work. 263. He's batting 263 with six walks and 60 strikeouts. He ain't going to bat 263 for long doing that. Right. And his, his, his value right now is tied to a good enough batting average and seven steals. If he still seven bases the rest of the year and bats 220, I'd sell there. Um, yeah. You agree with that?
1: Yeah, I do. I um, The first guy that comes up in terms of having way overperformed is not going to fetch it. John Gant's way overperforming. 181 ERA and a force 97 expected ERA.
2: <laughs>
1: three yeah, runs, greater than three runs.
0: That's crazy right Tyone there. Tywin
1: Walker comes up high in this list. That was one where I, I looked at him on the on the, the candidates. I, I wrote a little favorably, favorably about him that I do think the adjustments he's made allow him to keep up fantasy value, but not to this level. I mean, he's pitching like he deserves Cy Young votes in terms of the ERA. And I just don't think the true value is there.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the ERA leaders right now, I mean, there's some guys on there who shouldn't be doing that. If you look Mm -hmm. at them on the player radar, they're not as highly ranked, generally strikeouts. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one way you can look at it there. But you're right. I mean, that guy's not going to keep doing that. I'm trying to find some other ERA guys here. The other, by the way, is
1: John Means.
0: Yeah, but he, he looks legit to me. He's, there's no way he's keeping that area up. No chance. Not, not 179, but like it's a strikeout per inning. And ugh, look at that whip. My
1: goodness. Right. But this is the curse of evaluating this group of players is that some of them are going to remain valuable. Like uh, you mentioned Adalis Garcia. The first thing I think of is what if he's 2021 to what Kyle Lewis was in 2020? Kyle Lewis was still very valuable, even after he regressed a little bit closer to the mean.
0: We're going to see multiple pitchers finish the season with an ERA better than two. We are.
1: Yeah. And probably. maybe
0: Gaussman, because he gets to pitch in that monster ballpark. Mm-hmm. Kevin Gosman might finish with an ERA at like 195. He might. Um, and, like... and and the
1: lower qualifications, I think, are going to get... Trevor Rogers might do
0: that. Trevor Rogers is totally legit. Um, Garrett Cole is going to finish with a sub-two ERA. Bauer, I think. Scherzer might get there. Hitting, like, say, by the way, a Rosarena is playing a bit over his head. Watch out for the guys in the ERA leaderboard who don't have the strikeouts. Stroman is there. Kyle Gibson. I'm just not Mm going to buy on Kyle Gibson. Not with that strikeout rate. Um, All right. Next. Matthew Boyd. Come on.
2: Matthew Boyd feels like low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Yeah. Probably (laughs) too obvious. But still, it's true, though. Will's got a question about a guy up there on the leaderboard for ERA. Long-term value of Julio Urias. Is he a dynasty ace? Yeah. Easy. There will come a time
0: nope. where Arias is a top 10 fantasy starting pitcher. When Maybe is that next, time? Might be next year. Yeah. Try guy rights there. Going to win 20 games in a full season. He might win 20 games this year. He's got seven already. He, he should He should make 30 starts. 30 starts, 180 innings. Yeah. He's he's a monster. And younger than Bauer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easily, right? <laughs> But my point is, like, if you're investing in Bauer and a dynasty, I I'd rather have Aureus.
1: I know yeah, you're going to say I, innings limit. No, I could see that, it, but no, actually, I could completely see that. I I I am choosing to take the great optimists approach as you are with Aureus. I I think, I think he might well be one of the five best players, pitchers wise, to, to roster. Eh, maybe I should say ten in dynasty leagues and dynasty leagues. Um, I can make the case over Flaherty over Burns over
0: Nola in a dynasty league for Urius. That's how much I like him.
1: I agree, I, I hes- I agree but, with, but with some hesitation. The only thing I'm going to hesitate on is this. What examples do we have in history of a pitcher who dealt with the injuries he had, he's had and with the innings limitations that he's had to this point of his pro career, who then became perennial 200-inning Cy Young candidates? Do we have other comps? I can't no, think of one.
0: I can't think of one either, but like that eye injury is, is rare. I, I can't think of anybody who yes. had it. Mm-hmm. He's yep. a Dodger. He doesn't need to throw 200 innings to be a top 10 starting pitcher. Um, again, fair, Dodgers, fair. they're going to score him a million runs. They'll treat him properly. They won't abuse his arm. I, I, I'm i
1: not saying I'm ranking him ahead of these guys right now,
0: but Orius should be a top 20 pitcher right now. He's my top 20. He deserves it.
1: Yeah, like and, on the, the scale, I want to be totally right there. I, I want to just lock that in, but... I mean, people I just, ranking Blake Snell ahead of him are nuts. Or this question rekindles the debate about are we babying pitchers too much and has what's been done to Urias to this point in his, in his professional career, is that going to detract from nah, the full I, career? But this is the new normal now. 180 innings is the new 200.
0: We talk about batting average, 270 is the new 300 or whatever. Yeah, okay, okay. You throw I'm 175 not, innings now, you're a full-time starting pitcher. They're going to have to lower the qualifying ERA rate. They are. Because otherwise, there's going to be eight pitchers on that.
1: League. Otherwise, yeah, there's yeah, there's going to be no point in having an ERA crown. <laughs> ERA title will be a guy with a four ERA because he's the only guy who threw. 100 Hey, points. is this the way we get rid of the ERA crown? Because that's one like batting average. I don't care that much about it. <laughs> I don't either.
0: I look more like like expected ERA in fifth than I do ERA because it doesn't like doesn't bother me. I,
1: I, I just think for our answer, we should be specifying that we we personally like this guy, and I really hope it plays yes. out well for his career. This is the fandom part of it that's going into the fantasy building. All right.
2: That's fun. All right. I like that. And I think I agree with you. We'll go back to trivia here. Who among players 25 years of age or younger leads the league in OPS since Vlad Jr. made his debut? (sighs) Who gets the first pick? Who gets first pick? Who gets the next two? Because you guys are both confident you know the answer.
0: (laughs) Kyle, you got to make a call.
2: Right. We the same It's his
0: birthday, so he gets the pick first.
2: It's, it's, okay, fine.
0: It's, it's your birthday weekend. Happy birthday. You, you get the first pick. Go ahead. I like it's, that. Okay. Take Trout. birthday. Under, we should have Trout's definitely in.
1: under 25.
2: Hey, if Tristan's under 25, Trout might be. You don't know what database <laughs> I'm using. <laughs> they
1: they I like use My the same math. I'm 25, and we're going for an under 25 trivia, so I'll well, say
2: Juan Soto. Trout is younger than Tristan, so that would but be- He made 20. his pick, and it was Juan wrong. Juan Soto is second, 988. <sighs> should <laughs> have waited. Eric, would Juan Soto have been one of your guesses? My first guess is Jordan. Jordan Alvarez. Oh, Jordan. Wow. I wouldn't have thought of him being... Yes, you know. I'm right, right? You are right. Jordan is number one, Soto's two, Tatis' three, Acuna four. There we go. Now, the our drop, our classic drop on this show
1: is trivia, trivia that Eric won't know. And by the way, we should change that because I seem to get all of these wrong, Kyle. <laughs> would like the home run one? hitter on your trivia.
0: Jordan's the first guy that came to mind to me. Okay. Jordan and then Acuna would have been my so first
2: guesses. The, the pick number didn't matter. I was wondering if Tristan gave you a chance to get it wrong if you would have, but you wouldn't have. So. <laughs> Great work, Mr. Carabell. I will... Yeah. Nicely done. Make it harder next week. No, well, it's a good question. It was? You
0: yeah. you ask the best questions. We all ask the best questions. That's all cool. why we're here. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening to our uh, Memorial Day, Tristan's birthday, Davey's birthday edition of the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Lots of people to thank. Anyway, uh, happy birthday, guys, and please honor and mourn the the military. It's 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 very really important weekend. Okay, it's a good holiday and uh, be safe in those cookouts, and uh, be safe on your birthday, blowing out all those million candles. For Tristan and Kyle, I am Eric, Fantasy Focus, presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Have an awesome and long holiday weekend.